Greetings to all my cool cats and cool kittens. They try to copy our style, but they stay frostbitten. You are now tuning to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome to Cool Radio. What we doing? You can catch me on your TV. Even on the radio. Pop up at a rock spot. And on my way go. We in bitten airwaves. Cool. They be watching us, we so prosperous, ain't no stopping us, ain't no topping us, they be watching us, we so prosperous. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop, like us on Facebook. Yes, yes, y'all, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned in to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool, and welcome to another Friday night edition of Cool Radio. Oh, you didn't know? <laughs> Your ass better call somebody! Tell a friend that we're live on the airwaves right now because we have a packed show for you tonight. I got my good friend Arifa Yusuf of the Lifted by Purpose movement. She is coming back onto the show. Uh, she was previously with us when we were at CFRA, but we're in a brand new facility now. We're going to talk about a whole lot of things that are happening within uh, media um, this time around. Uh, we're going to talk about a lot of the, the mental health issues that are happening, uh, what people are doing about it, what some people aren't doing about it. We're going to get into all that. So much controversy. We're also going to get into stories about T.I. We're going to get into stories about uh, Kid Cudi and so much more. But you guys already know how I like to do with the start of the show, man. I got some stuff to get off of my chest, so to speak. So with that being said, it's time to let that itch breathe. Let this bitch breathe! Indeed, indeed, man. So... This past week, actually, man, um, I've been binging hard on Netflix, harder than usual. Do you know why? Do you want to know why? It is because the debut of Marvel's latest series, Luke Cage, was finally released. Now, first and foremost, let me just say the following. Netflix series, when they debut, they usually come out Friday between the hours of midnight till 3 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right? This show was so heavily anticipated that it broke Netflix. It broke the internet harder than a Kim Kardashian booty shot. It was that serious of a debut, all right? So it broke the internet. Me, like, it happened to me as well. Like, I didn't get it on my feet until about 10, 10 or 5 a.m. I know it sounds pretty petty right now, but I usually have my Fridays off until I come here. So work with me, people. Work with me. Uh, but nonetheless... I tried my best not to binge through it the entire day. I think I watched about three or four episodes on the first day alone. Um, and I found a way to make it stretch all the way until Thursday after midnight. So technically, it kind of took me a week to get through it, and I'm glad I did. And boy, oh boy, what a show. I mean, there's so much that you can get into with a show as it pertains to uh, hip-hop culture, uh, sociopolitical views. Um, just so many things in between, man. So first of all, for those of you who are not familiar with Luke Cage, Luke Cage is a black superhero that was created in the 1970s by Marvel Comics. He is the first ever black superhero to get his own comic book. Um, and a lot of people are thinking, what about Black Panther? He was the first mainstream black superhero, but that he was, his, his debut came, uh, on a Fantastic Four issue. So Luke Cage got his first ever, uh, issue as a, as a black superhero. Now his, Origins kind of are kind of based upon uh, the black exploitation films that took over took over during the seventies. So Marvel's attempt at it was kind of like their own version of that. But you know, fast forward to twenty sixteen, they took the blueprints of it and they re they rescripted it, redrew it in their own fashion. And boy, oh boy, did they do a hell of a job! All right. So the, it was written by a gentleman named Chio. I can't remember his last name, but he, he uh, he's written for. Of various magazines, he's written some of the uh, some of the screenplays for Straight Outta Compton and the Notorious movies. So he has his hands dabbled in hip hop totally, and the supporting cast is just amazing. Now, what I like about this show, besides the fact that it's a black guy kicking ass, is the fact that they have so many takes on different social things happening within media, within society, and they don't try and force it into you. They just kind of let it bleed in, basically. For example, there are so many scenes where Luke Cage's character is wearing a hoodie, 
happened, all right? Now, it was a black man with a hoodie in America. That obviously equals trouble in some people's eyes. But really, it was a metaphor for slain individuals like Trayvon Martin, for example. And for people who don't know what his superpower is, he's basically bulletproof. Uh, so nothing can hurt him. Bullets can't penetrate him. Blades can't penetrate him. His skin is unbreakable, basically. So the fact that we get to see a black man in America being shot at and not being penetrated, it sends a very powerful statement, especially when you take into consideration that he's wearing a hoodie as well, all right? Um, not only that, but the culture of music in general, like soul music, funk, jazz, hip-hop, it, is, it permeates in this entire series. Uh, the reason why it does is because of the fact that it takes place in Harlem, New York, which is a predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhood. So, so many of those elements come to life in that series. Now, there's some people complaining about why there's so many, and we will get to that later on in the show. I guarantee that. Uh, but nonetheless, they do such a great job of integrating all those elements together. And they also do some educating as well. They tell you about uh, influential people within Harlem, one person in particular by the name of Crispus Attucks, his theme kind of comes along into the show a lot as you watch it, basically. But basically, Luke Cage is a, not really a spinoff, but more so a continuation of the Jessica Jones series, which will parlay into what is going to be called The Defenders, which is a Netflix version of, uh, of Avengers, basically. That will debut next summer, basically. But overall, I found it to be a very enjoyable watch. This is... This is to me, this show is like the equivalent of a very good album. Like, you hear the album once and you're hooked. And you listen to the album over and over again because the replay value is so high. So, I'd be lying to you if I told you that I did not start watching Luke Cage from the beginning all over again because it's that good of a series. It definitely is. Um, it's my personal favorite series that Netflix has put out as far as the Marvel properties are concerned. Daredevil is my second favorite because it involves a lot of martial arts action, which I'm a huge fan of. And oh, and speaking of that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched it yet. This is very spoiler free, but I'm just gonna say that Wu Tang Clan's ruckus, bring the ruckus, is introduced into a fight scene into the series. That's all I'm going to say. And as a hardcore Wu-Tang fan and action series fan, I've been waiting at least 20 years for something like that to happen in an action slash martial arts scene at the very least. So they actually, in they actually integrated that into that. So it's a great series if you haven't watched it. If you have watched it, you guys already know what I'm talking about. I'm giving it a 5 out of 5. I sound like a fanboy, I know. But there's so many great things that they, that they introduced into this series that you wouldn't have even expected. This surpassed my wildest expectations and even educated me on a few things that I did not know about. And I guarantee that it will do the same for those who aren't familiar with the Harlem community, who aren't familiar with Luke Cage, who aren't familiar with certain aspects of black culture in America. Um, there's so many things that I can get on about, but I have a live broadcast to do. I ain't got all day. I ain't got all night. I might do just a separate review, you know, of Luke Cage by itself later on altogether. But overall, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Coming up after the commercial break, I got my guest of the evening who goes by the name of Arifa Youssef. We will be discussing so many things that are happening within uh, social media, within uh, the socio-political uh, spectrum of society right now. Uh, we will be discussing mental health, which is a, which is kind of treated like an elephant in the room, so to speak. But this elephant we see loud and clear. All right, we're going to be discussing that. But before we do, man, we got to get to some music, like we do, man. And this one comes from my brother, uh, Mr. Superhero Ness, aka the Baghdad Bully. And this one is called Together. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio, and we'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop Like us on Facebook Yes, yes, y'all, welcome back to the show You're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca It is your man DM Cool And welcome back to Cool Radio uh, Once again, that was my man Baghdad Bully with Together And speaking of Together we are together again with our special guest of the evening. Uh, she was on the show before, back when we were in Mississauga at CFRB. Shouts to the fam. Um, and we were definitely discussing a lot of heavy topics that a lot of people don't really like to discuss in uh, the realm of media. And when they do, people kind of, you know, tiptoe that they walk on eggshells, so to speak. But guess what? 
We are here in the safe haven of Cool Radio, and we are going to discuss that. New building, but same type of like comfort level. And this woman is a very busy woman, to say the least. She just came from CBC just now, and is now spending some time over here at Little Old Cool Radio. So I definitely appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, from the Lifted by Purpose group, I have Arifa Youssef in the building. Arifa, hey, welcome. what's up? Thanks for having me back. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for coming back. You know, Like I said, you are a very busy individual, so I'm glad that um, you made the time to come through. I always make the time to come through. Of course you do. Of course. You got you. got to come see your boy. <laughs> yes, so you can line me up like last time. <laughs> Listen, you knew what was happening before you came in, all right? You knew what was coming. <laughs> Shout out to my boy E. Williams, by the way. I remember he was there as well. He was laughing. Time. I know he was. I know he was. <laughs> oh, man. So let's get into it. So speaking of the last time you were on Cool Radio, mm-hmm. uh, what have you been up to since then? Because that was just a year and some change ago. Yeah, so much has happened since then. So last time I came, we were just promoting our program we hadn't even started it yet um so last time we were here we were like we got funding from youth opportunities fund um we were starting our our music uh, stress management program lifted thursdays and then we actually started it it was really successful Um, we had a group of uh, guys that came in and then we actually had a second round of guys that came in that graduated so yeah it went good (laughs) And I guess you could say, you know, what a difference a year makes. Tell me about it. It's it's surprising because it's like when we came here, we didn't really anticipate. Like, you just don't know because, like, you get funding, you're running with it, right? And you're like, I have this idea. Are people actually going to, like, really, like, follow through with it? Are they going to come in? Mm -hmm. And then just, like, the guys that we we had coming into the program just made – it's so much richer. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you know, like we were dealing with youth 16 to 29, um, you know, coming out of the justice system, uh, going through like so many like trials and tribulations and just really looking for a space to kind of articulate that, but in a way that was meaningful and resonated with them. And so we had guys that did some time, like five years, six years time, just got out, um, came to the program and just the experiences like through music, because, you know, we run our playlist every week. Um, just the stuff that they were able to talk about through every week was just really it was just like it kind of just allowed us to take a step back mm-hmm. And really evaluate the program and see like, oh man, you know, from an idea to actually action, Mm -hmm. this is actually really working and we want to continue it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I'm glad you are continuing it. And speaking of continuing it, man, let's continue the conversation about, you know, mental illness and the stigma behind it, man. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we we talked about the last time we were here, uh, but I feel like there's there's still some unresolved issues as far as the discussion of it is concerned. Um, why, Why is there such a stigma with discussing mental health i think the stigma comes from so many avenues Mm -hmm. so for instance one is like culturally some in you know in some communities it's just we don't talk about it as much yeah so like i'm west indian right so it's like you know yeah (laughs) i'm (laughs) african so i know how (laughs) you know so it's like you know, like, we have these conversations and they're like, you're bad mind, you know. Or, you know, you got Obi on you or, yeah, you know. Yeah, you need, you, yeah, your Duffy's possessing <laughs> yeah. you, you know what I mean? You have <laughs> Yeah, you see, no, you know. So it's like, we're always hearing these things. So it's like, if someone, if my community is always saying that. Yeah. How am I going to feel comfortable when I feel like I'm going through something to come to somebody that just said that and say, hey, you know what? Like, I'm hearing voices or, oh, you know what? Like, I don't really feel like I want to come out the house today or, you know, like I hit a corner and, you know, I'm blacking out. Like, so I feel like the stigma comes from one, just like this historical, um, you know, people just having these views and feelings that have trickled down like generations and generations where then you're even think even yourself, you're like thinking that about people, even though you're going through it too, you know, so you're trying to segregate yourself from other people, Mm -hmm. but you're going through it as well. So I think that's one thing. And I just think media, just even in the words that we use just to describe it. Mm -hmm. Um, So like for me, it's like, I don't like when, for me personally, it's like when you hear someone like you're suffering, I'm like, oh, yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> I don't want to be suffering from anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be like, yo, you're living with it because mm-hmm. I'm always going to be living with anxiety. You know yeah. what I mean? Like who doesn't? Like who? D- yeah. Like, like you know, anxiety, like typically th- people have at least three types of anxiety disorders. Really? Right. On average. Yeah. 
Like if you really think about it, there's mm-hmm. social anxiety. That's true, yeah. Right? There's specific there's a specific anxiety. So for instance, like, you know, people that are like, Man, I, every time I see a rat, like I'm I'm out. Okay. Or like yeah, yeah. I see bees and I'm gone. Okay, you know, so like phobia, Yeah, like I have a panic attack just yeah. seeing that. So then you're like, Wow, like this one thing then leads to the panic attack, yeah. right? So that easily there's three. Mm-hmm. Right? So um I think that's just a conversation be Media, you know, sometimes you hear people and it's like the language that they use or the images or even like when something's happening in the news, it's like the way people are um, talked about. Yeah. You're just like, man, like I don't want to be associated with that. So then I think people just kind of steer away from it. Yeah. And I think that's why for us, it's like, okay, how do we have these conversations in a way where it's like it's bringing, yeah, positive, healthy dialogue, basically. Exactly. But it's like keeping it real. Like we yeah. all go through stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm no different than anybody else. When I tell people I have anxiety, mm-hmm. they're like, no way, because they see me here on the radio, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. And they're like, oh, she just seems so confident. But I'm yeah. like, I had to work towards being able to like come into a station um like i have anxiety about like like the train station like you know when you're on the platform like i'm sorry st george platform is just way too small for me i'm like please find me the open space exactly but i got i found ways to like cope and to be able to channel myself and say okay you know what like yeah it's like a small platform but this isn't the end today like you know the platform was over you can walk over here like I try, like, you know, the mindfulness and all these things that work for me. And then I go to New York and I'm like, oh, no, this train station (laughs) double. But again, it's teaching people how to identify what their triggers are Mm -hmm. and then begin to work on it. And I think if people just came out more often, because I know so many people that are going through so many things, Mm -hmm. if people just came out and said, hey, you know what? Like, this is what I'm going through. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure other people would be like, oh, my God, like, I don't feel alone in that. Like, I'm going through that, too. And then we just have a network of people that are like, okay, well, what worked for you? Will this work for me? Mm -hmm. And then we just continue on and, and, you know, whenever – um, we're able to recognize it with other friends. We're able to support them better. But if we keep isolating ourselves and not opening up or feeling like uncomfortable or feeling like the stigma allows us or isn't allowing us to um, talk and seek support, mm-hmm. it's just going to get it's going to get more intense. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, like you talk about stigma, of like discussing it, what have you. And mm-hmm. you mentioned culture as well. Um, I definitely agree with you on that 100%. Uh, but I'll take it even a step further and, and even discuss, you know, hip-hop culture as mm-hmm. well. Uh, as inclusive as hip-hop culture has been over the last, like, 40 years now, give or take, um, it's also had its fair share of stigmas as well. You name it, right? And I feel, you know, um, social you know, social anxiety or just, like, mental health in general, basically, um, it's not something that you you normally hear uh, hear being discussed in hip hop, but at the same time, you do feel as though that it's not being addressed. It's like you almost feel like it wants to be addressed in a sense, but people are trying to disguise it. They're just trying to hide it in the attic, so to speak. Because mm-hmm. you listen to some of these artists, for example, and sometimes you're thinking to yourself, "Is he or she like cognizant of what they're saying?" Like mm-hmm. you know, yes, some guys like Trinidad James who can't articulate their words in their music, but then in an interview they sound professional, like twenty 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 whatever, right? And it's just like, okay, so he's clearly putting up a front. But then I, I think of somebody like Designer, for example. You see, you hear his music, and then you see him like on an interview, or whatever, and he's just like all over the place, like mm-hmm. boom, 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 whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking to myself, is there something like wrong with this guy? So why is like, why is there not a conversation of that within the hip hop community, in your opinion? Mm-hmm. I think it comes back to again what we were saying about naming stuff, putting a label on things. Okay. So I think a lot of people, when you hear mental illness, mm-hmm. nah, that's not me. Yeah. Right. If you come to them and you're like, oh man, like, you know, you're you're pretty anxious today. Like, yeah, 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 yeah you know. <laughs> you know, or like, yo, you're you're moving, like you're busy. You know, yeah. you're busy today. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But when you come and you're like, oh, I think you know, you should see a doctor. Mm-hmm. They're like, nah. Like, nah, fam. No, nah, fam. Nah, I'm good, though. No. Still. <laughs> yeah, it, but but that's what it is, yeah. right? And that's the conversation, which is, is interesting because when you get hurt, mm-hmm. so if an artist is on stage and they're like, oh, you know what? Like, oh my God, my throat, I can't perform. You know yeah. what I mean? They're going to the doctor. Yeah. You know, but then if it's like something else, you're like, hey, you know what? Like, guy, like, I, I notice like every time you're in an interview, mm-hmm. It's like you're 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 always like not focused. It's like you're somewhere else. Yeah. And you know, like what's going on? It's like there's no conversation about it. Yeah. 
because I've seen a lot of artists mm-hmm. as well. I've, I've even done some PR work in the past with artists. And I know sometimes I sit with them and I'm like, like, what's really going on? Yeah. And they try to be like, yeah, yeah, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. But I'm like, hmm. Nah, like, <laughs> how come it's every time you have an interview, like, you're always looking around, you don't want to stare in the person's face, you're, you're always twitching, you're fidgeting, yeah. you know? And I'm like, a lot of it, some and some of it is anxiety, but, you know, we talk about PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. Yeah. You look at people like Meek Mills, you look at people like Future, yeah. you know, um, great artist, but when you really stop, stop this, <laughs> just, just go with it, go with it, okay? Go with it. But, um... You sit down and you watch them, and when you really hear some of their their stories, like mm-hmm. sometimes they do share little things, like "Oh, I got robbed, I got shot, you know, yeah. I got stabbed," and then you're like, "Okay." Then for me, I'm like, "Okay, that begins to make sense." Yeah. Because if I was somebody that had experienced that, why would I want to be in an environment with people I don't know? Yeah. And I have all my gold, like my two chains and yeah, everything, yeah. right? Like, why would I want to put myself in an environment where I could? possibly get robbed again exactly and i don't know where i am i'm in a different city yeah and that leads me to my point about one artist in particular i'm gonna say chris brown yeah and i feel like he's someone that's going through some sort of mental health issues because ever since the whole like rihanna situation Mm -hmm. his type of his behavior has been very sporadic like it's always one incident after the other and you know i feel like A, he definitely has the wrong people around him because I feel like the people around him are enabling the behavior that he Mm -hmm. consistently gets himself into. And then even if you notice, like, some of his mannerisms, like, I don't know if some of the things that he's doing are self-inflicted, like, if it's drug use or something like that, but he is off his rocker. Like, you can tell. Like, the 16, 17-year-old Chris Brown from, like, 2005, 06 is completely different from the Chris Brown now. Like, of course, you go through change within a decade, of course, right? But you notice that, you know, with most people in general, there's a steady evolution, basically. So, of course, you're going to be different but it's not going to be like a 180 of who you were it's going to be an improvement of who you were with chris i feel like he's just he just dived way too high off of the deep end basically and now like mentally he's not all together like he looks very off so i definitely feel as though uh when it comes to hip-hop uh like the conversation of Mm -hmm. mental health i feel like again like you said labels people don't want to be labeled as something they probably don't want to be labeled like a freak or anything it's kind of like you know you're watching the x-men for example uh-huh. and then you find out that someone's a mutant and then they stigmatize the term mutant because it's different from the human race or whatever uh-huh. and you know even though i'm using kind of like a cartoon term or whatever i think it all correlates at the end of the day people don't want to be labeled a freak or they don't want to have to live their life having to be restricted to a certain activity because of their condition uh-huh. um do you feel like do you feel the same way in that regard I feel like it's that whole education piece, right? Yeah. Because I know, like, me personally, mm-hmm. like, I have post-traumatic stress disorder. I have anxiety. Mm-hmm. People wouldn't know that, mm-hmm. right? So I know, like, a lot of those things come from, like, things in the past yeah. that I didn't take care of. Mm-hmm. And then those things have kind of, like, trickled in. And so me being able to now be like, hey, I take care. Like, I'm able to take care of myself. Yeah. Now when I have, like, guys that are like, you know what? I went to prison for six years and I got mm-hmm. stabbed when I was in there. Whatever it is that they're they're telling me. Yeah. It's like beginning to say, okay, I can identify, the, help them identify those, like um, some of the um, stresses that are aligned to that, obviously, yeah. right? And and just normalize it like, hey, it's normal to feel anxiety. It's normal to feel like when you walk down an alleyway, like mm-hmm. to feel like you're having a panic attack if that was your experience. Mm-hmm. But now that you know that, like how do you work towards like understanding like how do I ground myself you know I mean how do I stay in the present Mm -hmm. and I feel like because people especially in like our community Mm -hmm. and especially when we're talking about the hip-hop like hip-hop culture in general the way we're dealing with it is like okay you know what I need to have some lean you know what I mean like like you know I gotta I gotta smoke and I and oh I finally got it oh I was waiting for that that. thank you I, can I get one more? One more, of course. One more. Another one. <laughs> oh, DJ Khaled in the booth. We the best. We the best. I'd like to be the best with all that They money. don't want us to be the coolest. <laughs> hey, I got, the, I got the keys. Okay, I have to end it there. No, no, like, no, no, I, no, no. You have to do that. You have to do that, right? Don't get me started. But, um... But no, but we talk. They talk about like concurrent disorder, so that's what we call it. So it's like when you have like you know you might be dealing with you know addictions, and you're dealing with mental health, and you're trying to figure out if the addiction is caught is causing the mental health, or mm-hmm. if it's you're having the addiction to cover 
up the mental health. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so it's a fine line because I know you bring up Chris Brown. I know Chris Brown, um, from what I know, got diagnosed with bipolar. Mm-hmm. So people that know what bipolar is, it's like you have mania and then you have like those periods uh, or cycles where you go through where you're manic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like sometimes when I'm watching him, I can you can see those cycles happening. Yeah. So it's like when people are like, oh, man, like, like he's he's doing this stuff. Like what's going on? You know, sometimes I'm like, oh, you know what? It's possible he could be going through a manic episode when that's happening. And then he has those moments where he's like, Karuchi. You know what I mean? And he's just like, he's just in another zone. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like if people could better understand him. Mm -hmm. But I also feel if we as a community were able just to educate ourselves more on like the different disorders. Yeah. Even ourselves, we would be able to communicate better with people. Because I feel like we trigger Chris Brown all the time. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? The media triggers him yeah, all the they'll, time. They'll never, they'll never let the whole beat. They'll never let him down. down. So it's like, no like the, what was it, out. the basketball game? And he was talking to security. Yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah, like, no, he's yelling at a fan. That, you know what? And, it, and so it's like, it was so confusing. I, I had no idea what was going on. So I, could, I, I don't even know what happened in that situation. I just saw him yelling at somebody and that was it. Yeah, but they were like, oh, it was security. It wasn't even a fan. Man, he uh, was just telling security, like, I think some people were, he wanted some people to come through. Yeah. And, yeah, they, yeah they didn't let them. He was just having the conversation to be like, hey, like, they, you know, they need to come through or whatever okay. or not, right? And come on, we're like that too. You go to the club yeah, yeah. and you're like, you I got my guest list. Yeah, my guest list. Yeah, yeah. It'll come, come true. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, no, no. You know, security, especially Toronto security. I'm like, oh, God, what it's like, you mean? no. <laughs> you know, you can't even come back out to get your something in your yeah. car. Like, no. Like, bro, I got a stamp though. I got a stamp. <laughs> no. It's like, no. And then you just see this ruckus outside the club yeah. and then nobody turns around and they're like you need help for that yeah you know what i'm saying but it's like we all go through anger we all go through hurt we all go through sadness these are natural emotions that we go through so it's like how does that make us different from somebody else mm-hmm. we're all going through it um and i think that's the conversation that we need to sit down and have is say like hey like my brethren's always angry yeah why are you so angry mm-hmm. you know what i mean or like my boy like he used to play ball with us all the time. Now he's not playing ball with us. He's in the house. Yeah. And like, if you know that, are you reaching out? Yeah. Because if you're not reaching out, then he's just in the house. Exactly. Right? So I feel like it's those little conversations we don't take that step mm-hmm. to say. And I honestly feel it's because people just separate it. Like, they're like, there's mental illness and then there's me. Yeah. But it's like, no, like, it's just life. Exactly. We're all experiencing life because you meet people and you don't know. Everybody has a story. Mm-hmm. You don't know what somebody's story is. Yeah. So it's like for me, sometimes I like, you know, we have a lot of youth that come through and we sit down with them. And even when we're going through the playlist and we're running through certain tracks, the tracks obviously are triggering these emotions. Of and that's when we are able to have those deep conversations about it. Mm-hmm. And the stuff that they're talking about, you see, it's just like. You know when you're on the you're on the stoop yeah, and some yeah. a car drives by and they're playing a jam and everybody's like yeah, bobbing their head, their head like yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. summertime right that, that type of way you know back in the day yeah, yeah. you're just like man you're on on the train and someone's playing something loud and your just head's just going yeah. and I feel like it's the same thing in our program when guys come in and they're sitting down and one man plays a track. Yeah. They it resonates with them and they're just all in it. Yeah. Sometimes they're all spitting the lyrics at yeah. the same time, but. They feel it, and they're like, that's when you see the connection. And you're like, hey, you know what? If you feel it, then you you get an understanding of what this man's going through. Absolutely. And I feel like we just need to do that more. And I feel like the arts, for us, the arts is the best way to do it. Everybody has their own, you know, way to navigate. Yeah. But with us, it's just using the arts. Absolutely. And art is always has always been used as a freedom of expression, basically, which is why it's able to emotionally connect to so many people. You know, some people will laugh when they hear a song. Some people will cry when they hear a song. When they're watching a movie and and it it evokes an emotion that you never thought would come out of you watching some two-hour film or whatever, that's when you know that art speaks to everyone's soul, basically, Mm -hmm. in in every different way. And people interpret it differently, and I think that's the key thing to remember. Um, but nonetheless, Arifa, we're going to get into a lot more of this later on the show. Mm-hmm. But before we do that, you already know the drill, man. We got to play oh some gosh. games around her. <laughs> so don't be scared. We you got mean some you're going to set up. It's yeah. <laughs> a set up. See, you call it set up. I call it games. <laughs> Different interpretation, remember? So on that note, the first game that we have is entitled Cool or Uncool. So with that being said, let's play that drop. Yeah, that's what I like. All right. So, yeah, you already know. I see you mouthing out the words to the song. Yeah, 
classic joint diggable planets. Uh, but nonetheless, um, did we play this game when you were here last time? We played a game that was like, oh my god, we played, we what played is a good coming game. next? That, that game's coming up, don't you worry. <laughs> but in case you did not play this game with us last year, uh, basically this is how it goes. I'm going to throw out random scenarios to you, and you're going to let me know if they are cool or uncool. Can you dig it? I can dig it. Alright then. So on that note, and here we go. First one, uh, Netflix, cool or uncool? Cool. Alright, do you have a particular Netflix series you're watching right oh now? Oh my gosh, Whoa. Quantico. Quantico, okay. And I'm watching, um, oh my goodness. Luke Cage. Yes! Wait, wait, wait. Yes! I got you. Woo! I got you. I got you. Cool. Have you have you watched it all yet? Have you watched I watched the whole thing. Okay, okay, okay. Is that in two in good two story? nights, oh, I was wow. like, oh, stop. Now, yo, I I finished watching it uh, Thursday. Yesterday, I finished watching it yesterday. But I had to like, I had to pace myself. No. I mean, I'm like, you can do this thing like, just one episode at a time. Luke Cage is my boy. Luke Cage is my boy. I, I, I got you. Oh, and I, you know what? Stop this. Okay, okay, okay. Well, you know well, what well. I love about Luke Cage? What? There's so much symbolism behind yes. him. Yes. That's what I love about it. It's like, I'm Luke Cage. Yeah. I wear a hoodie. Yes. I'm a strong, dark skinned, beautiful man. Uh -huh. You know what I mean? Yo, I think about the same thing about myself every day. What can okay, I say? okay. Cool, cool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> But no, I, lo I love the symbolism behind it. And he's not wearing a mask or nothing. It's yeah, just like, yeah. this is who I am. And I wear a hoodie. Yeah. And I run like run out. And everybody knows me. And that's what makes him unique, basically. Listen, we can get to day like days about this. But uh, we gotta mm -hmm. keep moving, though. We gotta mm -hmm. keep moving. Alright, so next on the docket. Uh, we got Blue Jays in the playoffs right now. Cool or uncool? Cool. Alright, there you go. Um, also, uh, the Raptors coming up this season. Cool or uncool? Cool. Rihanna, cool or uncool? Be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Search your feelings. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, I love Rihanna, eh? Okay. So, and Jake's from Toronto, so it has to be cool. Gotta be cool, you know, but like, it's whatever. <laughs> You're um, just jealous because it's not you. Listen, I don't, want, I don't want Rihanna. She probably has juju under her, right? Like, I don't know about her. <gasps> yeah, I said it. No. I said it. Not, I said not it. that. <laughs> It's not cool. Listen, whatever Rihanna touches turns to stone, okay? She's like the new age Medusa. Nah, man. <laughs> I made up a track today, actually, when I was outside, and it was called I Got Rihanna Money. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, Rihanna Money ain't bad. Okay, I'll, I'll say that much. That's I don't, thing. but but I would like it. That's the only thing that I'll prove about Rihanna. She got good money. I'll say that. <laughs> All right, man. Let's <laughs> Listen, don't, do not jealous me. <laughs> Hater. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Listen, my, my, hate, my hate is justified. Um, let's keep it moving though, man. Um, someone taking the last slice of pizza. Cool. That's not cool. It's not cool at all, eh? No, it's not. Yo, has there ever been like a time where like you like order pizza or whatever, and like as you're eating the pizza, you're thinking to yourself, yo, that last slice I'm gonna get is gonna be so blessed. Yes. Swiped it. Wait. Oh, I think this happened recently, didn't it? Yes. Uh oh, please, please do. I put the last slice. Uh -huh. It's like. This is going down, and I'm yeah. gonna save it for a moment. Yeah, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean, yeah. like a Luke Cage moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll get, I'll save like extra cheese, yeah, yeah. and I'll grate it on top. Wow. You know what I'm like in my head. That's oh, what I'm gonna do. Okay, that's okay. what I'm gonna do. And then my son will take it, yeah. and I'm like, Raheem, did you see me the last slice? Man? I ate it, and that's the way he says it. Yeah. Ate it. Oh, so oh, you know. I'm, you're, you're I'm like I'm hurt. I'm not, it's not cool. Nah, definitely not cool. You're just thinking to yourself, sweet Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and then you get bread and you grate cheese and you put some sauce oh, on it and you oh, melt it. Oh, cool. <laughs> like, the struggle meal. I call it the struggle meal. <laughs> also the one with like the bread and the corned beef. <laughs> the struggle meals. <laughs> I see this has happened to you too. Oh, plenty of times. You kidding me? What? <laughs> but nonetheless... Um, I grew up in a household where a cereal was dessert as well. But uh, Cereal is dessert. It is. You know, like, to corn Pops. You know what? I had to graduate from Corn Pops after a while. I just wasn't feeling it. It wasn't the same anymore. Just It got soggy too quickly and everything. Like You got to put enough for the crunch, and you had to put lower in the milk. True, but I love me some milk, though, man. Like I got to have the best of both worlds. I'm greedy. I know. Whatever. Yeah. I'm a growing boy. Save That's the milk for, uh, what is it, honeycombs? 
Yeah, that's I right too. But like, I, I graduated from that as well. Like, I need something a little more. To no, it, you you right. putting a lot of sugar up in your mouth. Eh? Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> Either if I if I'm not having some like Captain Crunch. No, 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 no. I, yo, I left <laughs> Frosted that. Frosted Flakes. Yo, I left that. Yo, Captain Crunch is like crack and crunch. Okay, like mm. I had to kick that. I had to kick that like Pele, man. It was serious. But nonetheless, on to our second game, and you know this game all too well. This one is entitled "I'd Quit the Game." Oh, every no. second, every minute, man, I swear that she can get it. Okay. <laughs> In an alternate universe, <laughs> you already know how this goes. You are the eligible bachelorette. You are wheeling, dealing, kiss stealing, jet flying, limousine riding, one son of a gun. And you're just living that life. You're about that life. However, there comes a point in every man and woman's life where they have to quit the game. They gotta settle down, you know, move into the home with the wet picket fence, with the tire swing, apple pie cooling on the windowsill, Spud McKenzie looking dog, all that good stuff. Now, if you were to quit the game for one of these two gentlemen that I have handpicked, who would you quit the game for? Remember, this Ultra Universal, your main guy, Cash Feelings. <clears throat> would you quit the game for Chadwick Bozeman? Or Chadwick Bozeman, he was in 12 Years a Slave. He played um, oh, I James know. Brown yeah, in the, yeah, yeah, in the yeah, biopic yeah, yeah, yeah. film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was also Black Panther in Captain America Civil War, mm-hmm. which I'll be waiting out for. Mm-hmm. Um, or <laughs> would you quit the game for Mike Coulter, the actor who plays Luke Cage? Luke Cage. <laughs> Yo, I love how you didn't, you didn't even say Mike Coulter. You just said Luke Cage. <laughs> Come on. Didn't you explain how I just, like, didn't you hear how I described him earlier? I, I heard you. But Big, Jack strong, Jack, Jack, chocolate, man. True, true, true. <laughs> I Come on. I think the same way about myself these days. But, uh, <laughs> but Chadwick Boseman, he ain't, he ain't nothing to, to mess with either. He's, that's a strong looking dude right there he as well. Strong. And he played Black Panther. Like, but you know what? Wakanda? What? But, I'm, but Luke Cage guy, he's so like, he's a working man. True. You remember? True. He is. Holding down two jobs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wears a hoodie. Yeah, yeah. I am all about that. You got more jobs than the Jamaican. Jeans. That. Yes. <laughs> I why, why do they say that? Is that? I was like, oh, true, no. Why know, did you say that? My friends are the hardest working people on earth. They got like three jobs. Listen, when I was in school, when I first started school, I had like two jobs. You better watch yourself. Eh? I'm just saying, listen, I went to school, I worked at H&B, and I worked at McDonald's, all right? that's that's the That was the hustle when I was like 19. It is what it is. No, but, but Luke Cage. Luke Cage, okay. I like his confidence, and I, I like that he's just like... I got you. Yeah, Everybody yeah. wants a woman that has Amanda. that's like, I yeah. got you. Yo, shouts to Rosario Dawson. She was the ultimate wifey in that show. Let me just drop a cool bomb on her real quick. That's my woman right there, man. If I had to quit the game, it'd be for Rosario Dawson. I've been a fan of hers ever since he got game, man. Whew. My kind of woman. Anyways, I can go on for days about that. But nonetheless, why do you give me that bad eye for? Why you I'm not giving you a bad eye. eye. It's you're, all love. You're just like, mm, like it's you're all just, love. Like, you know those like those Instagram me faces where like you're, just, you're like, <laughs> and this, like. <laughs> Like the hell family. Yeah, but then I but then I do the Instagram face and then I blow the heart. Okay, okay, there you go. Right? All right, all right. You saved yourself. You saved I yourself. I saved myself with that one. Nonetheless, I can tell this is gonna be an overtime edition of Cool Radio, but it's all good. Uh, we got Arifa Youssef in the building, and when we come back, we got Trip Talk. Three topics of three minutes, and one of them has to pertain to Ti, and we're about to play one of his joints right now off of his uh, Us or Else EP entitled "We Will," only on Cool Radio. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're now tuned into the wonderful sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to another edition of Cool Radio. Uh, Once again, I am joined by my special guest, uh, Arifa Youssef. Say what's up to the people. What's up? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And... You are not alone. You have no. brought some fr- uh, some friends with you this time around. Can you please uh, pass the mic on to them and introduce yourselves, please? I'm Ty. All right. And I'm Kim. All right. Ty, Kim, welcome to the show. And I'm assuming that we are all part of the uh, Lifted by Purpose uh, movements. Yeah. Right, yeah. Absolutely. All right. Good. Because we are about to get lifted with this cool segment that we t- entitle uh, Trip Talk. So it's three topics of three minutes. Uh, basically, we're going to shoot off some uh, stories that happened within pop culture this week in general, and then I'm going to get your opinions on it, all right? So, with that being said, let's get to the first one, shall we? So, I'm sure uh, everyone has heard about this one uh, recently. Uh, Kim Kardashian was robbed at gunpoint uh, earlier uh, this week, actually. 
So what happened initially was she was uh, robbed at gunpoint in Paris, France, all right? Um, and basically, when this happened, Kanye was performing. I don't know exactly where he was performing, but nonetheless, uh, the moment he caught wind of what had happened, he stopped his set midway through, and rightfully so. You know, like, this will be, like, the one time where I'll give Kanye a pass on, like, you know, just stopping his performances and whatever the case may be. But nonetheless, uh, she was robbed at gunpoint. About $10 million worth of jewelry was taken away from her, and I think she was tied up as well from what I was hearing about the story. Uh, she wasn't physically harmed or anything like that, but nonetheless, Nonetheless, this incident did occur when the two uh, suspects uh, got into the apartment suite that she was staying in somehow. But nonetheless, um, ladies, what are your thoughts on it? Arifa, I'll start with you, actually. I felt really bad for her. Okay. Because I'm just like, that's such a traumatic experience. Mm-hmm. And it's like people are looking at it like, oh, my God, 10 million, you know? Yeah, 10 Gone. million. Was, was the Kanye ring a part of that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the first thing I thought. Yeah, was that yeah. Kanye ring gone too? Exactly. But more importantly, it's just like, just like as, since we're talking about mental health all day, it's like, man, yeah. can you imagine what she's going through right now? Like, yeah. She probably doesn't even feel safe right now. Exactly. Right? That's my thoughts on it. Most definitely. Ty, what's your thoughts on it? Honestly, I think that was an in-house job. Really? Yeah. Please go on. Yes, a controversy. Yay! <laughs> if you think about it, where she was staying was heavily guarded. So how mm. do they get in and pretend that they're police? So I Ooh. honestly think that was an in-house job. Yeah. Somebody knew she was there. Yeah. Somebody like put a tip out there and they yeah. went there and they robbed her for her money. That mm. was an in-house job. It was an in-house job. I yeah. feel bad for her though. Like if yeah. that really was, I truly feel bad for her. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I'm definitely echoing that the same sentiment as well. Uh, Kim. Uh, ironically, Kim, <laughs> your thoughts on that, please. Yeah, I feel for her to be honest. Oh, you gotta bring closer, close, close to the mic. There you go. We want to hear your wonderful voice. I, I feel for her still, and I, I agree with you, Ty. Like, if you really think about it, like, yo, like you have to be brave to do that. Exactly. Yeah, that's Kanye you're dealing with. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. <laughs> the whole entourage. Like, I feel yeah. bad for the suspects because when they get caught, it's a wrap. Exactly, because like we're talking about like you know some important clientele right here, like Kanye, Kim, like that whole family basically like, we're talking about the kardashian slash jenner clan right they're yeah. arguably like the most famous family in pop culture today and one of the most famous ever basically yeah. so you know they're gonna use their privilege to shell out however much money they need to shell out in order to to continue this investigation to apprehend whoever you know did this to them basically um so i don't i'm not so sure if it was smart on you know the perpetrators you know parts to rob a Kardashian of all people. If it was like Rob Kardashian, then okay, fine, we get it, right? <laughs> so Rob. <laughs> hey, hey, listen, listen, Ooh. listen. You know he ain't worth shit, all right? <laughs> I mean, Aww. even if it was like... <laughs> Who, who, who's the older one? Is it Kylie or... or, or um, Kylie, Kylie. Kylie's Kylie, the older one? Okay, yeah. well, she's of age now, so her profile's starting to get up, so we don't want to mess with her. But if it was like the... Who's the looking one? What's her name? With Tiger. Kendall? Yeah, Kendall, Kendall, yeah, yeah. Yeah, if it was Kendall, then it's just like, okay, we don't really care that much. She's still in her Disney phase right now. But because it's like, or not she's not in the Disney phase, she's she broken out right now? You could say that, but yeah, yeah I, I get what you're saying. Like, to go for the top dog, yeah. <laughs> you're like, brave. Yo, you, you got some cojones. <laughs> like, yo, you're trying to retire. It's like, yo, this is our last heist. You know, it's been a great run, boys. Like, let, let's go for the gusto. It's 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 either all or nothing. Let's do this. That's commendable. It, it's, it's very commendable. But, like, again, you know, I'm not, like, anyone who knows me or listens to Cool Radio know I'm not the biggest fan of the Kardashian clan. But, you know, I wouldn't want to be in a position where I'm about to get robbed. So, you know, my heart somewhat goes out to them in that regard. It has to, because that's by gunpoint, though. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day. Like legit? Yeah, legit. Yeah. They tied up her legs and her hands and everything. And even her <laughs> Yo, bodyguard. these people are serious. Like they found her bodyguard in the stairwell. Chilling. Yeah. yeah. Chilling? Like, I mean, like, yeah, like he was tied yeah. up, but like they even went through the whole hassle to get through the bodyguard. Inside job. He's supposed to be a top yeah. bodyguard though. Inside what happened? Well, well, we know who's getting fired. Yeah. <laughs> we know who's getting fired. We know who got kicked in the unemployment line. If anything, he's probably going to be in on it as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. But, nah, it's uh, definitely interesting to hear about nonetheless. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, listening at home, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Second topic on the deck, uh, we have T.I. Now, I mentioned this earlier before we went to commercial break. Now, T.I. is 
stating that his record label is unhappy with his new uh, approach to music, so to speak. So basically what is happening is, you know, uh, he just came out with a new EP entitled Us or Else, and he's taking a very socio-political stance as opposed to what he normally does, which is, you know, embellishing the whole, you know, drug kingpin, you know, lifestyle, basically. Uh, but this time around, he's being a lot more conscious of this music, and he's talking about a lot of things that are happening within the black community in America today, such as police brutality. That's probably the biggest theme that you will listen to on his new EP. And he recently discussed how his label is not uh, necessarily happy with his new musical direction. Um, so, in your guys' opinion, um, do you think it's good that T.I. is doing this and that more artists in his you know, bracket, so to speak, need to follow in his footsteps. Uh, Reef, I'll start with you. Okay. You know, we could start counterclockwise. Of course, we could do that. <laughs> we could do that. No, no, no. But, um, you know, honestly, I just feel like I commend T.I. for doing that, right? It's just a, this is serious times. Like, people have a lot going on. There's a lot going on in the world. People are watching, especially watching America, right? Mm-hmm. And it's it's about time that people stand up and say, hey, you know what? Like, let me use, um, you know, the, the power that I'm in right now, which is in entertainment, mm-hmm. and use my voice to kind of address these things. And as an artist, you're supposed to be speaking upon, like, yeah, you can do, like, you know, like the entertainment. Like, yeah, I want to listen to some trap and I want to listen to this and that. Mm-hmm. But at sometimes, you know, in, in being, in growing as an artist, you're also, it's a reflection of who you are and what you believe in as well, right? Mm-hmm. So if he's like, hey, what I believe in is, like, this is wrong and I want to address it. Mm-hmm. And I want to enlighten people about what's really going on. Mm-hmm. And he has that avenue to do it through music. <coughs> hey, I commend him. Mm-hmm. Record label? Hey, most of them, they're not, they're not in the situ, like, they're not in our situation. They don't know what it's like, you know, to be discriminated against, go through racism or microaggressions and all this stuff. And half the time they're doing it as well too, right? Mm -hmm. But we're a part of this industry and we want to make our, our money X, Y, Z, but I'm, I'm happy that he's doing it. Absolutely. Ty, what are your thoughts on that? Honestly, I really like that he's doing that because my type of music that I listen to is real music. Like, I yeah. want to hear lyrics about the world, what's going on. Yeah. I like to hear artists that actually is aware of what's going on around them. Yeah. It's not just always about the money, about that drugs, like, yeah. stuff like that. So, I honestly, I believe what he's doing is good. Mm-hmm. It's time for a change for him. He's getting older. He's seeing what's around him. Mm-hmm. And he's making real music now. Yeah. So the label should honestly just be okay with it and just let it go. Exactly, exactly. Either way, he's still making money. Either way. He's still making like, money. It's, it's, it's not making a change for him. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, Kim, your thoughts on that? Yeah, I feel like Ty is just taking everything that I would like to say. <laughs> She's jacking you right now. <laughs> she really is. And she you like Kim. <laughs> Yo, it's a your trend. name is Kim. <laughs> <laughs> it's trending right now. Uh-huh. No, I second everything that she's saying right now. Um, I feel like just given the times that we're in right now, like, and especially him being a father with kids, like, it's time to, like, you know, be real, what's going on with yourself and how you're... I don't know, taking in the situation. Yo, it's traumatic times right now just to be in a situation where you see your brethren like, getting shot, seeing your brothers and sisters being, I don't know, protesting and all that stuff. Like, how like how can you not say something on a platform like this? Um, and I feel like the labels, yeah, at the end of the day, you're going to make your money, you're going to cut your check. Um, and it's something, this is kind of bad to say, but it's trending, so okay. it's so relevant. Exactly. So you're going to make money anyways. Exactly. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, with these artists, or not even the artists, uh, with the labels actually, you know, being upset at, you know, artists who are taking a more political stance with their, with their, with their music, I'm saying, you know, it's only one artist out of however many artists you have on your label. And we're talking about Atlantic. Atlantic is one of the big five labels in America. TI is not the only one that's providing them bread, basically. So I'm not sure exactly why they're angry with that. But either way, TI is still going to make his money. He's still one of the most popular artists, not only in hip-hop, but in music in general. And with him having the type of platform he has, it's going to read. It's gonna uh, reach a wider audience. I mean, the, the labels getting mad at him are kind of like you know people getting mad at Colin Kaepernick for kneeling during the national anthem when it plays, basically, right? So I feel like people need to step off a little bit, and they have to realize that T.I., he's probably, like, if I had to guess, he's probably at least minimum in his mid-30s. He's probably approaching 40, if anything. So how long are you going to be talking about, you know, being a goon and a gangster and a drug pusher for when you probably have an estate that's worth millions of dollars, and you have, like, five kids are probably enrolled into private school? Like, you're not about that life anymore. Right. 
Exactly. You have a reality show. Like, he has so many shows, right, that kind of cater to the new image that he has. It's Brandy. It shows you, like, it, it shows that we see artists like T.I. and Jay-Z taking a more mature approach. It shows you that hip-hop can mature with age as well. It's not all for the young kids as well, you know? You got examples of that. You got examples like Luke Cage, for example, the way they perform hip-hop with the more grown, experienced crowd and what have you. So it shows you that hip-hop can mature. It's not just about, you know, drinking that lean and all that stuff, right? So to the labels getting mad at that, Piss off, all right? Just piss off about it. It's not that serious. <laughs> but nonetheless, what do y'all think? Again, Twitter, DM underscore cool, cool underscore radio. Let me know your thoughts. And finally, the last time I could trip talk, and this one bleeds well with what we've been discussing on this entire show, man. Uh, so Kid Cudi recently checked himself into rehab, basically, uh, under, you know, thoughts of, you know, suicidal depression, basically. And with that, he released a statement on Facebook. And this is just a snippet of it because it's a very large statement nonetheless. But he said the following, and I quote, It's been difficult for me to find the words to what I'm about to share with you because I feel ashamed. Ashamed to be a leader and hero to so many, while at many I've been living a lie. It took me a while to get to this place of commitment, but it is something I have to do for myself my family, my best friend slash daughter, and all of you, my fans. Yesterday, I checked myself into rehab for depression and suicidal urges. I am not at peace. I haven't been since you've known me. And it just kind of continues on and on from there. Um, so I'll get into my thoughts later uh, after you, you, uh, you guys, of course. But what are your thoughts on the statement that he just made? This time, we're going to start counterclockwise. So with that being said, Kim. You are first. What is your thoughts on this? Um, so this is my first time actually hearing it. And, like, the feelings that I feel is, like, yo, I think that's commendable. Because, like, yo, if you are dealing with depression mm-hmm. and, like, dealing with suicidal thoughts, it's a real thing. Fam. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so real. So the fact that you have, I guess, the courage and the power and um, just to actually do the thing and, and seek help is mm-hmm. amazing. And the fact that you're putting on social media and for people to see your vulnerability in, mm-hmm. in that light, um, I think it's it's gonna do uh, a thing for young people where they're gonna be like, yo, I identify with that, let me express and, and talk to other people about that. And I feel like with him doing that, like you're actually being a leader, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And feeling ashamed is, is, is not. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> word. It's 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 so interesting the fact that you feel ashamed, you know, and it's just like yo, like I, I commend that. That's that's yeah. that's big. It's it's a humbling experience to say the least. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Ty, your thoughts on this? Honestly, I think what he did was just amazing because not many celebrities come out with it. Like a lot of them hide it. They pretend everything's good because they have all this money, which in yeah. reality, money is not gonna make you happy at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Even though you have money, can't buy you happiness. And, like, even look at Demi Lovato. When she came out, she was my inspiration because so many people were coming out, like, saying they were suffering from depression, suicide, stuff like that. Like, honestly, I give him credit. Mm -hmm. Like, he's going to be my next inspiration. (laughs) There you go, man. There you go. And then, um, Arifa, your thoughts on that as well? Uh, I read the whole Kim Cuddy statement. And for me, I was, like, a tie-in on both what Kim and um, Ty said. Mm -hmm. For me, it was just like that moment of like awakening because I'm like, we, we hear it in so many of the lyrics um, and we sit back and we're like, or at least I sit back. I can't speak for everybody. And I'm like, wow, you know what? There's, there's, there's a lot going on there. Like, is that person even like outside of like putting it in the lyrics? Are they even extending themselves out there to then get support for it? Right. And so when I actually saw him write the statement and put it out and like him say, show that vulnerability and say, hey, you know what? I've been dealing with this for a long time. I'm showing this one side of the face and then I'm dealing with this other side at home. And that's that's normal. A lot of us, we show one face outside and we have another thing going on inside. So the fact that he came out and he was like, you know what? You see this, but this isn't really what's what's good. This isn't really what's going on with me. Mm -hmm. And then he also said, you know what? Like. I'm dealing with this, but I'm gonna get help. And yeah, you're you know you're still gonna get your tracks, and you know yeah, I'm yeah. still a productive person. Like it doesn't mean like things are changing. Yeah, it just means that I'm now taking care of myself. And I feel like we don't, as a society, we never 
really take time to be like self-care. Like let me take a moment to just reflect and take care of myself. We're always too busy trying to please and take care of everybody else. Mm -hmm. So I commend him for saying, hey, you know what? I'm going to take care of myself. Mm -hmm. And then when I take care of myself, I'm going to come back better and stronger for my fans and for myself. Absolutely. And like, I think they hit the nail on the head, actually, whereas you're one person when you're home, but you're another person when you're outside. It's a duality complex that I'm sure he had to deal with for the longest time. Mm -hmm. And I always had the suspicion that like something was wrong with him mentally just because of the fact that there are so many times where like he would spaz out on social media about certain people that he was close with, especially like when I heard about how he had this little issue or this feud with Wale. Like for people who don't know him and Wale, they're like brothers basically. So when I saw him lash out against him, I'm just like, whoa, like Cuddy, what are you doing? The way he lashes out towards certain people in the media or whatever, I'm just like, Cuddy, like what the hell is going on? And then even like leaving good music and then you know having some sideways comments about Kanye of all people. I mean. That's the guy who kind of gave you a chance. Like he kind of ushered you in into this new era of rap. Had it not been for him, people wouldn't wouldn't have been accepting of your music. I mean, Day and Night was like an internet success. And then, you know, being associated with good music, you have that cosign of Kanye, and, like, you're going leaps and bounds. I mean, without Kanye, there is no Cuddy, there is no Big Sean, there is no Drake, basically. You know, wait for the new school. So when I saw him kind of lashing out, I'm like, yo, something's happening. Something's happening with this guy. He's very erratic with his behavior and stuff like that. So... The fact that he humbled himself and shed that skin and said to his fans and the rest of the public, he said, hey, guys, I'm not well. I just want to let you know how I'm feeling. It, it, you have to commend someone who's able to be transparent to that level because people will hide it and they'll live with it forever or they'll die trying, like Robin Williams, for example. No one would have even thought that he would die by way of suicide had it not been for a headline. And, like, we, like, no one, like, picked up any of the signs or symptoms or anything. Like no one outside of his family, at the very least, right? Uh, like, you look at someone like Heath Ledger, who died for the role that he played, which was the, the Joker character on Batman. Like, he died trying to play that role because he's dealing with some, like, inner demons. So, Cuddy, as an artist, there's so many artists go through this, like Kurt Cobain, Tupac has suicidal thoughts. He said on his music so many times. So many people, you know, kind of go through that, go through that motion. So, the fact that Kid Cuddy was able to stop and say, hey, I'm still probably, like, in my early 30s at this point, maybe. Um, I have a daughter. I even know he had a daughter. Um, basically, he just he decided to take responsibility and you you got to give him the ultimate respect for that so anything that I have said negative in the past about Cuddy it's washed away now it's washed away just because of that alone because that in my opinion is more gangster than any type of you know lean record or drive-by shooting that you want to talk about or talk about how you caught a body about a week ago type of BS that right there is gangster in my opinion I'm gonna give myself a cool job for that because I'm cool <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless Ladies and gentlemen at home, what do you guys think? Hit me up on Twitter at DM underscore cool or cool underscore radio and let me know your thoughts. Now, we are in the overtime edition of Cool Radio, but it's cool because I like the conversation that we're having. It's very it's very conducive to, you know, positive conversation and all that. I love it. But with that being said, we got to take a break from all that and we got to get into our next segment, which is our flashback Friday track of the day. So with that being said, let's play that drop to intro real quick. Yeah, there you go. Got to get old school with it sometimes. Always, my cool cat, let me know what you want to hear every Friday for the Flashback Friday track of the day. But nonetheless, because I'm in a Luke Cage type of mood, um, as I was doing my research about the show, I happened to find out that every single title of every episode is named after a track from the pivotal East Coast group Gangstar. That is a combination of Guru and DJ Premier. So I figure... Why not play a record from Gangstar from their seminal classic cuts? And this one is my personal favorite one. This one came out, if I am mistaken on this one, please correct me. I believe it came out in 1989. This track is called Mass Appeal. So when we come back, we have, of course, the Langster of the Week. So keep it locked. This is Cool Radio. We'll be right back after these messages. Yeah. <laughs> Maximum FM Hip Hop. Like us on Facebook. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome to all my cool cats and cool kittens. Uh, you're now tuned to the sounds of MaximumFM.ca. It is your man, DM Cool. And welcome back to Cool Radio. I'm still here with uh, Arifa, Ty, and Kim of the Lifted by Purpose Movement. Say what's up to the people, y'all. Hey. Yeah, hey, ow, ow. Okay, all right. <laughs> so, after the savage conversation that we had during the break, it is time <laughs> for the moment that you have all been waiting for. And with that being said, uh, here we go. <clears throat> Who 
has been entered into the shallow walls of the Hall of Shame this week? Who has been crowned the captain of coonery this week? Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Wankster of the Week. This week's Wankster of the Week is a very unique one because there were a lot of people, you know, in pop culture this week who were, they were on their, they're on their P's and Q's, you know, they were crossing their T's, dotting their I's. They didn't really see a whole lot of dirt, and I was shocked. So I said to myself, oh, what do I do in this scenario? And then with all the talk of Luke Cage happening, what have you, I decided to say, you know what? There's a certain vocal minority of people who aren't really accepting this show. So the Wankster of the Week is a collective one. The Wankster of the Week goes to all the haters of the Luke Cage show who are saying that the show is racist. I kid you not, ladies and gentlemen. I kid you not. Twitter went on a field day when Luke Cage was released. You know, so it got rave reviews you know, all across the board. Fours out of fives, fives out of fives, tens out of tens, the whole, the whole nine. However, there are people who said they did not feel included in the series because there was a lack of diversity, as they called it. You know, even though the entire show is filled with minorities. But I'll get to that later on. Don't you worry. So there were a bunch of people on Twitter, you know, on social media in general, because that's where you can, you know, be the most bravest and act like you're Superman on there and what have you. Uh, act like you're bulletproof so to speak, uh, that people were basically saying, oh, this show is racist because there's not enough white people. You know, like, how would you like it if we did that? Da -da 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 -da. And I'm sitting here thinking to myself, let's, let's just break it down. Let's just break it down so that it's forever broken down. So first and foremost, if you guys have paid attention to the comic book, to the canon, so to speak, then you would know that the majority of the characters within that comic book are black. So that's one. Two, the story takes place in Harlem, New York. Harlem, in case you don't know, is a predominantly black and Hispanic neighborhood in New York City. So, of course, the majority of the people are going to be black or Hispanic. All right? Three, there are some people who have the audacity to say, how would you like it if we did that? Newsflash, people! We've been living with that for God knows how many years. Ever since the idiot box was invented, we have had to be the minority in everything. Like, you, you name it. In, in variety shows, in music videos, everything. People, there are people out there who say, oh, how come there's a, there's a BET? How come there's no WET? Why isn't there a white entertainment network? 90% of television is white entertainment network. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, YTV, you name it. It's, it's all there. Like, how do you feel? How do you think we feel as people of color when we're watching an episode of Friends or, or Saved by the Bell? Or Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like, you, like, we always have to be the token. It's to the point where if there is a black person in the show, it's like, ooh, a black person, what are they going to say? Are they going to be like, yo, what's up, my G? Or give me a high five or raise in the room. Listen, we've been through it all before, okay? So let us have ours, first and foremost. And secondly, no one is saying that the show is only for black people. It's a predominantly black show in terms of the cast and the subject matter, yes. But as a showrunner has specifically stated over and over again, it is an inclusively black show. Keyword, inclusive, meaning welcoming. Our doors are open to you. Just like how the culture of hip-hop is inclusive so that people who aren't black can listen to it, can participate in it in however fashion or form they want to, this show does the same thing. It invites you to learn about the culture of hip-hop. It invites you to learn the culture about Harlem, about the character of Luke Cage and how you know, he became to be. So if you are just looking at it at the annals of race, then you're watching the show for the wrong reasons. It just so happens that a lot of the themes of it happen to pertain to the black community, but that does not mean that it is not for you. If anything, this show gives you a chance to educate yourself on certain things that you're not aware of, like why people are up in arms about the shootings of unarmed black people, why Black Lives Matter exists, why there's such you know, a strong musical representation in the actual series. Some of the people that they that they name drop, like authors and stuff like that, people like Christmas Addicts, who was one of the first slaves to migrate from the South to the North to become a self-made business owner who fought for his freedom. 
They tell you about that in the show without having to pound it into you. They tell you the reasons why there are certain black people who don't like to be called nigga. They actually address that in the show. It's not like they just drop it out of nowhere for no reason. There's actual context to it. So if you can actually sit down, stay off of your keyboard, shooting off your Twitter fingers, then maybe you just might get woke. But until that happens, you will be dreaming about wanksterisms because you are getting this wankster for the week. Do you deserve this wankster? Of course you do. And with that being said, I'm going to drop it one more time for all you wanksters. Ladies, your thoughts, please. Kim, I'll start with you. Thank you, thank you. I try, I try. Well Give myself a cool job for that. I feel like we are expert in that. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. have an expertise as to like, yo, I don't feel included, but like, I'll find a connection. Mm -hmm. We can help them. I think we can. We should start a uh, Heroes for Hire, if you know oh. what I mean. <laughs> for all my Luke Cage fans out there, I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, Ty, your thoughts on this? Your, your thoughts on the wanks? Honestly, I haven't started Luke Cage yet. Okay. But honestly, I think it's good how they did it. Like, even just reading all the reviews, like, it sounds like a really good show. Yes, it is. So I think whoever's hating, they're just watching it for the wrong reasons, like you said. Yeah. And they need to go to Disney Channel, I guess. Yeah, like, they I, I need guess to go so. watch Hannah Montana. Like, I guess so. They have a no. lot of options. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They have plenty. <laughs> They've had plenty. Oh, boy. Like, they could go watch City TV. Yeah. All I'm not going to say no more. Yeah. Yeah. Let's listen, just leave listen. it at that. You're, you're the lightest person in the room, so you have a bit more privilege than all of us, all right? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> listen, if I don't say it, who will, people? Who will? <laughs> oh, man. But um, it's funny because, you know, a lot of people are saying, oh, I'm not comfortable watching this show, what have you. But I'll tell you this. There is a show on Netflix that ties into Luke Cage. It's called Jessica Jones. Now, that's about a female superhero. I, 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 yeah, I'm not yeah. in your head. You're familiar with that. <laughs> now, I'm down for anything superhero in general, but when I watched the show, I was very uncomfortable with it because of some of the themes that they dealt with. It's a psychological thriller, basically, so it has you on the edge of your seat, you know, basically full of suspense. But it deals with issues such as sexual abuse and mental illness, basically. People being hypnotized into doing things that they don't want to do. So people taking have uh, control taken away from them, self-control, so to speak. And a lot of those themes made me cringe when I watched it because I did not feel comfortable. And it wasn't for me, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to say that it's racist or that it's segregating me. It only segregated me because I'm not really into the whole psychological thriller genre, basically. But I watched it out of respect because, you know, Jared Devil ties into that, Luke Cage ties into that, I got to watch The Defenders next season, uh, uh, Iron Fist is coming out soon. So, you know, I watched it for the continuity purposes, but... Even though the show wasn't for me, I still respect it. I feel like people who are into that type of genre, they would like it. So I'm not going to be like, oh, it was trash, it was trash. But I generally do say it wasn't for me, but I'm not going to say that it was trash or that they excluded a certain group of people out of it, basically. But that's just my two cents. Hold on, I'm going to put something in there. Do it. I think they're honestly just watching it because it's a popular show, and I think that's why they have so much criticism. Yeah. Because really, if they were into it, they would not be saying nothing. Absolutely. No, you're, you yep. hit the nail on the head. Absolutely. I can't even add to that. But nonetheless, uh, we do have to go. So before we go, and this is probably like the most extended version of Cool Radio we've done because we're like an hour, almost an hour and a half in. It's all good, though. Um, Arifa, you have an event coming up this weekend. Please Yeah, we subscribe. have our tattoo, <clears throat> our tattoo Stories exhibit coming up on mm -hmm. Sunday yes. at Arta Gallery from 1 o'clock to 3 p.m. So if you're in the city, it's free. Um, you, you know, we have hors d'oeuvres. We have great raffles. We have a $300 raffle for um, a tattoo at Forever Young Inc. We have Actually, you're the first person who knows this because we just got this in today. Yeah, so I got don't, the exclusive. Don't, don't, you got the exclusive. Cool. But we just got today. We got a stir like uh, speakers yeah. that we're raffling off, and we also got a tablet that we're raffling off. So that's some cool stuff that we just got in. But more importantly, we just want people to come out around the city. You know, come uh, see some of the tattoo stories that our youth have done, our young people, 16 to 29. Yeah. Um, professional photos, a beautiful space. Mm -hmm. We have a DJ, music. Uh, we have a music therapy lounge that will ha be happening at the same time. Mm -hmm. So come out, you know, see the pictures, mm -hmm. read some of the stories, you know, get to uh, 
open or open or not open, but broaden your horizons, yeah, yeah, um, sure. start a conversation that maybe, yeah, you might not have been comfortable. But as we said today, it's time to kind of break that and kind of start engaging ourselves in conversations that normally we wouldn't have in order to grow and learn as a community. Absolutely. Could have said it better myself. Um, so, ladies, I want to thank y'all for coming through. Um, y'all are welcome to come through anytime. Just hit me up. Yes, yes, indeed. Hit me up, and we will make it happen once again. And, ladies and gentlemen, you already know how we do. Tune in every Friday evening from 8.30 to 9.30 p.m. at MaximumFM.ca. Uh, next week, we have uh, female recording artist Steph Seaman in the building. Uh, she will be rejoining us in the studio and talk about the new music that she has coming up. So make sure you tune in for that. And, as always, to close you guys out, Cool Radio is a division of Cool Click Media and Entertainment, reminding you each and every day that we are out here creating our own legacies. Keep it gravy and wavy. We are out of here. Peace.